Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Slugs. Inco. Comma. Slugs. Inco. Comma. Slugs. Inco. Comma. Because there was something in the way. <laughs> Bunny didn't laugh at that. She's usually. I already heard it. <laughs> oh, well. but- Marlo's workshopping. Did I say that before? You said it literally as the scene was happening. <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. In the movie theater. Okay. <laughs> Good move. saw the Batman. We live in a riddle. We live in a cipher. The thinking man's riddle. Batman. The Batman. The Batman. Batman. Well, it was my second time seeing it, and uh, it was your second time seeing it. It was my second time. It was my first time. Marlo was a first-timer. Yeah, and I liked it. Marlo liked it a lot. It's my favorite Batman movie, hands down now. I feel like all of my real nerdy comic book friends, also this is their new favorite. Um, That's been pretty consistent in my comic book circles. And I went in just caring about Catwoman's depiction, which was great. The first real Catwoman we've ever seen that's recognizable from the comic books. So that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Zoe Kravitz was great. Um, A lot of people hold Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman to be so great. And while I love that movie, it's not, it's just something Tim Burton made up. Like, wholesale, most of it. Yeah, we didn't watch that one. We watched the original Batman in preparation for this. What was the original Catwoman depiction in that? Or and When you say the original. Original, but- I mean movie version. Lee Merriweather. Now, um, in Batman Returns, uh, we've got Michelle Pfeiffer playing Catwoman and Selena Kyle. But in this world, she's like a meek, shy, mousy person who gets murdered by her boss. And then he pushes her off a building. And then these like alley cats like magically make her come back to life. And then her personality is very different. And she does put a live bird in her mouth at one point. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She actually is cat-like. And- yeah, and in a way that's just kind of like, you know. Like anthropomorphic, kind of. Like licking her, you know. Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen this movie when I was a very little kid, mm-hmm. and I just have images. But, no, yeah, I'm remembering that they, like, really went for, like, 
it is like if a cat was also a woman. Yes, which is not <laughs> what Catwoman is in the comic not books. Not the conceit of the comic book Catwoman. At all. Should, there's nothing super, ne- like... She's agile, a cat burglar. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. Wears a cat suit. She's not, um, like, um, uh, furry. sort of ma- supernaturally reincarnated. Occasionally does, like, metal fingernail weapons and you know similarly uh the terrible Halle Berry's Catwoman that's not even Selena Kyle so not even really in the discussion but they also made that one uh, supernatural earth what a x yeah it's kind of like an earth 2 situation where a Catwoman is a woman named Patience Price and she does interact with a Bruce Wayne but it's not a Bruce Wayne that's Batman right so yeah like that sounds disappointing it's Earth 2. Yeah, that one's a bummer. I mean, that's not even explicit in that movie. It's just like it's just like a time where it's they were like, we what, don't know what we're doing. Yeah, it's what they were pulling from for this script. Yeah, so I was really happy to see this Catwoman and so many um, storylines from the comic books showed up in this movie re-Catwoman. So it was really cool. Oh, this will be full of spoilers, I guess. Yeah, so far... <laughs> We've spoiled that there is Catwoman. Well, yeah, because I'm not, I feel like I... (laughs) And also there was a car chase scene. Yes. With a penguin. Well, and that's the other thing about Batman Returns, is it also has penguin in it, and a very different penguin that's, like, more animalistic. That's also, that's more of, like, a a sci-fi penguin, where he's, like, deformed in a certain way. um, And not in a way that we would recognize in the real world, but in a specific way unto Tim Burton's world. Yeah. I mean, Danny DeVito. Sometimes they got scissor hands, sometimes they're part penguin. Yeah. Well, Sometimes they're Helena Bonham Carter. I just, I just <laughs> really, re- I remember enjoying the umbrella as a child. I was like, that's really cool. Oh yeah, they, he does make a lot of use of his umbrella as weapon in Batman Returns, and I just love it as a goth Christmas movie. It's mm-hmm. really great. It was the first Catwoman costume I did because I did make fake stitching out of puffy paint. But this one had a, much like Catwoman, had a much more realistic penguin with Colin Farrell. Yeah. Yes. Colin Farrell, unrecognizable. Amazing. And so amazing. Yep. I love it. I'm so excited for the series. Yeah, I just, I don't have anything bad to say. He didn't take too much room out of the movie, but when he was in it, he had the best yeah, everything punch. was like balanced really yeah. well. It's not like Dark Knight where it's right. like... You're watching this for one character, and we all know that. And that's what I was you know. drawing. God, yeah, we we I lo- rewatched it. Yeah, we did rewatch it, and it, it's just like God. That Christian Bale Batman bat voice has just aged. Like it's so bad to me now, especially mm-hmm. in The Dark Knight. I did not rewatch Batman Begins, but I feel like it wasn't as pronounced. Well, he wasn't in costume as much yeah, I don't in think it begins. was as pronounced and in. then like in dark knight it's like the first scene and it's just oh <sighs> my god because look i never wanted christian bale to be batman because he is good at being like an evil person <laughs> do you know what i mean like he's perfect in american psycho or just a person who a feels newsie. bad about running over a kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
So I mean, yeah, I but he's got no upper lip. So it's like when he's making the Batman voice in this one, it just looks like his mouth is getting tired, like his whole face is getting tired from doing it. Where he's like, <laughs> like yeah. it looks like it's really annoying. I got into a fight the next night at a party who I let them know my true feelings about that movie. I was like, this movie, don't like it. Got into a fight. Whatever. It hasn't aged that great. It was Keith the biggest. Ledger's still good in it. Like you're allowed to be okay like that. Yeah. And my or, my, I mean, my my whole argument with that fight was can you tell me a good thing about the movie without saying Keith Ledger? Uh all the shots that he stole from Heat before Heath Ledger came on screen. <laughs> yeah. Heat is a good movie. Yeah, I love Heat. So Batman, you like this Batman though. This Batman rocks. Uh He's really good. Yeah, man. I loved it. I love Robert Pattinson. He's a good boy, and we should all be nice to him. Okay? It, it is kind of very on the nose when he, they have him do the literal hair over the eye emo cut. Yeah. It ruled. I was like, I love this. Not only that, but at a funeral. And, and yeah, I mean, there is an argument of this is probably how this person would be. You know, if someone is like, the Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne. Like, if that's the sort of Bruce Wayne they are normally, as Batman, they're going to be Christian Bale, American Psycho. They're they're not going to be a good guy. You should be a depressed, sad boy to have the humility that it takes to be Batman. Yeah. You're awkward. You spent your entire life since your parents died being a fucking weirdo who's bent right. on and revenge. An incredibly weird person. So, like... I loved it. And I loved how much some people were made uncomfortable by it, I guess. Somebody was like, he's good as Batman, but his Bruce Wayne needs work. And I was like, this is money. Yeah, he's just a dude who like dresses in black and is like, I don't want to talk to you. And also I have money, so I don't have to. So go away. <laughs> That's his Bruce Wayne. Yeah. It didn't feel like I was watching Robert Pattinson from Twilight, which I think everybody was afraid of going into. Like, when somebody like this, who's known for one specific role, gets yeah, a big role. They, like, he hasn't done right, no, like, 15 no, no, fucking he, he, movies. And then, yes, we all love Robert Pattinson. He is a great actor. Right, but... When stupid people who don't watch a bunch of movies... Like your Robert Pattinson Batman. Yeah, sure. I mean, I like The Lighthouse. That's the one that mm -hmm. I remember seeing. I super want to watch that Safdie Brothers movie, but haven't gotten around to it. And then there's the one where you don't know it's 9-11 till right before 9-11 <laughs> happens right at the end. It's so funny. Oh, that sounds fun as well. Oh, I, yeah. It's an entire movie where it's a this guy and his girlfriend and he's working for her dad or wants to work for her dad some shit blah 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 you're all involved in this and then he finally gets this job and he goes into a building and then it pans over and you see that it is September 11th 2001 and he is in the towers oh my god when did that movie come out it, weirdly before no um. <laughs> weirdly it was made by Harvey Weinstein and it came out September 10th. Um, oh my gosh, but it is just... 
there's certain movies that like yeah no that's an insane choice that should have never been like made into a movie but it's like one of these choices where like they thought they were this close to landing it where people were gonna go whoa so profound or like have you guys ever seen the movie funny games no. Funny Games is a movie that kind of splits people where there's a very there's a very hard turn and the entire conceit of the movie becomes different and some people are like, whoa, I fucking love it. It's so great. And other people like me are like, fuck this movie. Uh, <laughs> so Spe- I'm outing speaking myself. Of my, uh, a lot uh, of actors love that s- fucking movie. Speaking of uh, things that foresaw 9-11 happening, there is this cover of the album that came out it was supposed to come out with this cover and it was supposed to come out in september and it has them with a detonator blowing up the twin towers who is that boots riley from sorry to bother you i know boots riley yep he has a he has a rap group and they came out with this and this was supposed to be the cover that was released in september 2001 and they had to put it off to change the cover is that true it's absolutely true I cannot verify this, but I do trust Steven on it. And he's had to give, like, interviews. Steven has said this before. I've never independently looked it up myself, but I've... uh, There's a whole wiki about it. Assumed it to be true. I think it's dumb that they censor that Biggie song where he says, blow up like the world trade. (laughs) Well, I do think it's dumb because he did it before. Like, this is referencing the previous weird attack on where the yeah. person drove the van in right, and whatever. Right, right, yeah. So, like, I don't know. I just uh, fucking oh, yeah. whatever. No. Guess what? The Look, fucking if, if seawalls are going to get blown out by some Riddler. Look, if we're talking about, you know, conversations about censorship and music and album covers, there's a band called Blind Faith. That Blind I Faith talk has about. the greatest... A uh, music cover of all time uh, that got robbed by the man. <laughs> yeah, censorship took it down. Okay, so we like yeah. the Batman and the Riddler. I love the Riddler. Yeah, I guess we should get into like what is the movie? You were talking about this. How is a detective story, a serial murder detective story? Yeah, this is definitely, we're actually getting a detective Batman. He is seeing clues or noticing things that the police are missing and and deducing things. Um, Like that one scene in Dark Knight where he shoots the gun into the concrete. (laughs) And then does the thing with the computer that makes the bullet go together. Which I feel like the Nolan Bruce Wayne is, uh, you know, it's a lot closer to Iron Man. Like a bazillionaire with gadgets instead of like a a weird rich guy who does get gadgets. But the gadgets are secondary to him wanting all the fucking weird nerd skills. I don't know. Okay, what's the first thing that happens? The first thing that happens is the Riddler, played by Paul Diano, breaks into the mayor's house and kills the mayor and leaves a note for Batman or a riddle with a riddle on it. And then he leaves a cipher. And so it's, it's very Zodiac murderer. And I really like that. I really like thinking of the Riddler as the Zodiac killer. Yeah, that was a good angle that they 
Yeah, I, I like the Riddler as this kind of criminal, this kind of leaving of clues. Batman is drawn into it and doesn't know why the Riddler has tried to leave him personal messages and it's sort of the secondary mystery and other than who is it it's like why does he whatever like and then we find out it's because he loved a batman <laughs> <laughs> he well until he doesn't um until no! batman does not no! do what he wants um, which is hang out while the city gets destroyed. <laughs> also, the Riddler is a small account representation. He has 500 followers. He's got 500 followers. Real fringe types. Yeah, he's a he's a Redditor. He is a Redditor. He's on, he's on Twitch. He, he's on Twitch. He yeah. has a really cool Twitch channel that tells so people compelling. to... So compelling. So compelling that like a good chunk of those 500 followers, they all go to the army surplus store <laughs> because it was uh our second watch i could really pay attention to like um those the cling, comments on the, the twitch well, yeah. well also it was funny because it was a chat but it was entirely static like <laughs> it seemed like the person who did this either hasn't watched twitch themselves and just had it described to them or they did watch twitch and were like Oh, but then I'd have to write, like, a bunch of things. And so they just said, okay, let's do 20 comments that are, yes, I will buy a mask and a gun from the store. Well, and the other thing about the Riddler is that he was an orphan boy, and he was part of this orphanage that was attached to the Wayne Foundation. Foundation. And the Wayne Foundation had a thing, and this is what I really wanted to talk about, was the renewal. Right, yes. And I feel like if there is a an angle for a communist podcast to talk about, it would be the renewal yeah, plan. Yeah, how they treated that, and the ultimately very, I mean, at least I noticed it ending with the new mayor, where it's like, well... That time that we tried reform, it ended up flooding the city and killing a bunch of people. But the only way out is to reform more. Yep. It is a very Piketty-ish thing where it's like, well, you're really good at describing uh, why the world is doomed. And the only solution is to just keep chugging on, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to like the coup attempt, but I think first we should talk about the motivations of the Riddler because on the rewatch, the renewal came up in the first scene with the mayor watching the debate and, you know, the mayor candidate going, you know, there's still problems after the renewal program went into effect. That was corruption too and blah, blah, blah. Like in the first scene when right. the Riddlers and the renewal seems... What is renewal in the movie? Yeah, so it's not entirely clear, but uh, Thomas Wayne, before he died, set up some permanent billion-dollar seated charity or endowment or something. Endowment. Okay, endowment. But there's no oversight, so when yeah, he dies... No fucking oversight, I guess. The least amount of oversight. Well, there's no oversight, and he dies uh, while he's running for mayor, but the endowment has been put in place sort of separate from his campaign, right? It's uh, just something he, he wants to do as a 
you know, philanthropist or whatever. Uh, I'm doing this at the same time as my campaign, but, you know, just yeah. a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. They go to lengths for him to make that point in that speech uh, right. he gives, which is at the orphanage. Mm-hmm. And at the orphanage is a young the Riddler. I was at that speech. I watched him with the promises. And us children, we froze. The babies died. Anyway, so after Thomas Wayne died, there's so little oversight that the head of the mafia was able to just say, all right, I guess this is mine now. Well, they essentially say that it becomes sort of a jockeying situation and they make kind of a tenuous sort of deal amongst the sort of criminals in the city. Wasn't the mayor also getting from it or? He was in the pocket of the Falcones, right? Yeah, like, because the point is that Falcone and Maroney got a piece too at the time, but Falcone was a real central figure as we come to find out. Mm -hmm. And essentially he's what secretly runs Gotham because he's, you know, The thing was, Marconi was like the fall guy. He has like a smaller piece of the pie and they do a bust to do like a fake drug bust kind of. So it's, he's sort of a rival figure and they conspire to take out his operation. All it does is take him out of action so that Falcone comes in. Can take over. Um, And then all of the people in government and in police who are involved in this can sort of get themselves a nice little like you know pat on the back for having busted up this crime ring and etc so it becomes a pr thing for the mayor in the lead up to the election yeah so but nobody knows exactly what went down with it until it comes out that it was an inside job. And the Riddler is the one that's onto it, and he's killing the mayor, saying he lies, and he kills the commissioner and saying he's lying. And it's a. Releasing pictures yep. of them at the Iceberg, Iceberg Lounge. Lounge or 44 Below was the. 44 other- Below is in the Iceberg Lounge. Right. Right. Yeah, it's so- the club within the club. That was also a nice scene where um, Selena has to explain this to Batman, like, and she's like, you don't, okay. He's such a, like, weird person who's just, like, doing this, (laughs) that he's not even cool enough to know about the club within the club, despite him being the youngest, richest recluse the Gotham's ever seen. Yeah, and it's, like, early on, they kind of establish he's two years into his... Yes, Vigilanteism. Batman year two. He's writing in notebooks about it. <laughs> He's kicking ass and taking notes. So yeah, the renewal thing is funny. And it's like, if you rewatch it, it's everywhere. The packing plant is like a, a Wayne renewal. The orphanage has all these renewal things. And it, it does seem like it's a, like philanthropy is corruption, you know, like a Clinton yeah. foundation yeah, yeah. Or, or literally every charity ever yeah. that exists uh, yeah, in any, any of context. The family named charities. Uh, there are no good ones. The Gates Foundation, the blah, 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 the blah, blah, blah. And so I think that that's interesting that that's the thing the Riddler's mad about because that seems to have like some social commentary to it. It made me feel like the Joker, the movie The Joker, when. 
it was like these government programs are being shut down. Right. So you can't get your mental health. You know, right, austerity's right. kicking in, so you're just gonna have to deal with your Tourette's and your laughing problem on your own because we don't have a social work program anymore. Mm-hmm. And this felt like that. Yeah, no, it definitely had that angle to it. It very much did the uh, boy. Does the bad guy have a point on this one? Yeah, um, I, w- I was I was on Team Riddler the whole time. Yeah, no, he, he was. Correct. Um, I don't think there's any other uh, thing about that. He made the most of his 500 followers. He represents the small accounts out there. You you don't need 10, 15, 20K. 500, you can change the world. And uh, Real change. I think that is inspiring. I mean, he's so different than the Jim Carrey Riddler, which we watched. Yeah, well... Yes, he is definitely different than the Jim Carrey depiction of the Riddler. Um, Which I still like because it's a similar thing where he's resentful. He has a point that like, yeah, the boss kind of like didn't take him seriously and like gave him the brush off. And so he has this resent against the Waynes. Yeah, I mean, in a very hokey mad scientist they all laughed at me at the academy but we'll see who's laughing now kind of way but yeah yeah themes i guess well yeah but he's also more sheepish initially right and then he has a a which one jim carrey okay yeah (laughs) yeah and then he has a, you know, like almost supernatural experience with the brain machine. <laughs> yeah. Where he can suck in other people's he's, brains. brains. He's he's a knowledge brain drain guy. Yeah, for a while with at least movie depictions of comic books, there needed to be a very clear demarcation point where a machine or chemical turned the bad guy into a bad guy. Or people feel the pressure to do this in specifically a Batman universe, especially in films where back in the day, the assumption when they made a comic book movie was not like, let's get the established audience and then like also introduce it to a broader whatever. They were like, how do we make this appeal to people who don't give a fuck about this and like whatever and just kind of have a like tangential idea. And I find that like it's similar with Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Like, there's no need to have essentially like the Joker story, right. where like a thing happens and, and then right. w- whatever to all of these villains. Yes, it's malleable. The comic books are not necessary. You know, there's several oh, yeah, Earths, yeah. several universes, etc. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. There's Batman when he's actually part bat. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's all kinds of alternate. There's things, the but. Batman who laughs. I want Joker Batman. I want communist Batman, like communist Superman. Is there? A- you don't know communist. Uh, I know communist Superman. I was wondering if there was a communist Batman. I wasn't sure. Ooh, idea. I mean, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if it's somewhere. I just, uh, I wasn't sure if there was. It's one of those licensed mangas. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, Just uh, a Russian Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. Wayne Wayneski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm I'm surprised. He, I can't think of one. He has biggest potato in Ukraine. <laughs> it is like billionaire, <laughs> but communist. 
Well, yeah, no, because Batman exists in the in that Soviet Superman world, but oh, he's okay. uh, the Batman's anarchist. <laughs> oh. <laughs> what? Okay. In that world, yeah. Like Magnavist? Is he in Ukraine or America or? You know, uh, it's Earth thirty, and in Earth thirty, Batman is an anarchist. Uh, teamed up with Superman? No, they're like, they don't, it's like a similar thing where they don't quite agree. <laughs> like, they're not <laughs> enemies, but they are. So, so they're factionalized. But, they, but like, Batman sort of rebels. Against. Soviet Superman is very much an wasn't there arm some, of the state, ironically. <laughs> right. Wasn't there like a Dicko anarchist that was just some annoying libertarian character but i thought there was a marvel universe like called the anarchist but it's a super annoying like right libertarian character um i don't know <laughs> that dick I created at some point during his annoying right libertarian phase <laughs> yeah i think we should talk about the attempted coup insurrection terrorist plot right so riddler's plan essentially is do a lot of murders <laughs> Well, like political, political, yeah, political assassinations. assassinations of powerful people. Um, good plan. Good start. Uh, leave some riddles. Step two, obviously. <laughs> uh, leave a rat cage in one of them. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. He, he totally 84 to dude. Um, well, here's the thing is, I'm, I'm sorry, but the Riddler did not want real change because he also wanted to befriend Batman and he wanted this attention ultimately for these things. And somebody who really wanted to change Gotham by targeting corrupt officials would have all of them die mysteriously, but in ways that did not seem connected. <laughs> uh, well, no, I mean, he did rely on then kind of cobbling together an ideological movement to sort of drag it through to the end. I feel like was a part of it as well. I don't think simply mysteriously killing rich people. I mean, there's always going to be more rich people. But targeted murders don't work if they are part of a serial killer's... I mean, it, it, the murders, I feel like, were highlighting his essay, really. They, they were like little like bullet points on his essay. Unabomber, really. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of a, yeah, it was terrorism. Like, uh, violent theater to make yeah, a political point. Yeah, and it is point. not, it doesn't work because you could be smarter about it if you weren't so arrogant. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like the point wasn't this rich person is no longer alive. It's this rich person's death is then used to radicalize more people to think like me was his deal there. Which I think was also a theme in The Joker, too. Like, The Joker sort yeah, well, of had... I mean, it's terrorism. Yeah. People do it all the time. It's great. Um, well, I'm saying there's been a, you know, upsurge in... The most recent Batmans of, like, symbolic killing for... Hey, you know, and also uh, the Sikhs did it. Uh, took out Indira Gandhi. But, um, yeah. Yeah. It's a thing people do. And then what happens? Like, he gets himself caught. Like Yeah, he, he, does, he does the old Batman villain strat of purposely getting arrested. Yeah. 
And that's when he gets to meet the Batman, and the Batman doesn't know why he's... You haven't figured it out? So, yeah, then there's a, a great meltdown scene. I love it. Then he blows up the dam, so everyone takes shelter in a giant swimming well, pool. Well, and see, that was the moment that Batman, if he wasn't such a rich, prissy asshole, could have been like, I'm switching teams. Yeah, you know. I, okay. I, I get whatever, but like this wasn't going to be successful. Oh no! Like even if Batman was like persuaded, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Riddler is misunderstanding what he sees in the Batman. It's kind of well, the point there. He, I mean, yeah, certainly Batman could not be expected to switch teams. I I, I certainly agree with that. His idea that the Batman is on his side. Well, he he's like, you're an orphan. I'm an orphan. We get each other. And there's a moment when you think he knows that he's Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And I always I thought that was like a good moment in the film of yeah, dramatic yeah. irony when he starts yelling about Bruce Wayne being the only well, orphan. And then you're like, does he know who he's talking to? And he's like, yeah, Bruce Wayne, he's the one person we didn't get. Yeah, no, he's doing the classic, like crazy guy thing of like, oh yeah, you're on my team. I already decided that in my head. Yeah. Um, and then Batman says that to him. And then Batman's like, nah, man, you're kind of weird. And like, you're also like fairly incel coded, which I'm not for. Um, I am very much coded as a man going my own way. I am a full cell. I could choose to have sex. I do not. That's, yeah, um, yeah. Big full cell vibes. Uh, so, no, this was this was a movie of uh, high follower count full cell versus low follower count um, incel. incel. Uh, this was one of the big themes of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Bruce Wayne, he really uh chooses not to go off with Catwoman. <laughs> like Yeah, no. But then they do have a very sexy drive side by side on motorcycles. Oh, yeah, no, that was that was really sexy motorcycle fucking. It um, was <laughs> That was like Vin Diesel. And then, and then they come to a, a fork, and then you know what uh, th- that Batman does? He does go his own way. He goes his own way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Uh, very Volso. Like, he's talking to Riddler. Riddler's like, yeah, no, I've tried look maxing. Um, <laughs> I, I, I've tried all of this, but, you know, women, they're just on the cock carousel. Those Beckys out there. They, the Stacys keep going for Chad's. And Batman's like, I'm actually a Chad, but I just choose not to because it's a distraction from my crime fighting. And he's, he's like, like, I no! know our masks make us feel more like ourselves. Yeah, so. Except Batman's doing it to be like less handsome and rich. Right, exactly. <laughs> because he doesn't need pussy to distract him mm-hmm. from being awesome. Especially yeah. cat pussy. I like that. You know what? I feel like that's a very accurate element of Bruce Wayne. I feel like we've had a lot of Bruce Waynes who are getting their dicks wet all over the place. Bruce Wayne is not complicating things. He uh, might have the appearance of. He might I have whatever. But Christian, he is not messing around with anybody who's not a terrible idea on a deeper level. <laughs> I, I will say Christian Bale Bruce Wayne 
there was that one scene where it's like, oh, you have to be seen publicly. And he's like, I don't want to. So then he's like, okay, I guess I'll call up some Russian models. Um, but <laughs> yeah. he did have a very, like, put-on playboyness to him, but... It was also. I feel like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne is like calling the escort service, and yep. it's like, all right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But Michael Keaton's Batman is like getting the ladies, but Val Kilmer was just gay Batman. Yeah. Yeah. That was an incredibly gay movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Dwayne yeah, I, 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 I feel like that's uh, a Bruce Wayne who is avoiding uh, letting anybody in. And that's why the only people who get through are Selena Kyle and, you know, Talia Al Ghul, which we uh, have. A, I wouldn't mind in the as second movie. this Batman universe goes forward, I wouldn't mind to see a Raz Al Ghul, Talia Al Ghul situation. That would be a cool second movie. And then you bring Catwoman back for a third because she's absent. Maybe she goes, maybe she does when in Rome, which she could have to stand in the, which is a really great graphic series of Catwoman's, mm-hmm. wherein in the comic books she suspects she is Falcone's daughter. Daughter, and she goes to Italy to try to Off find the- some clues. But this could be she knows she's Falcone's daughter, and he's dead now. Because Batman brought him into and the then, light. And then, wouldn't you want to see Catwoman rob the Vatican Museum, <laughs> or like the Louvre? I could it's see her. Going to Italy, okay. I could see like yeah, it's a, not called when in Paris, Stephen. A pan-European uh, it's not crime spree in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Louvre. She's got to go to the British Museum if she's gonna not. We're not stick stealing the Elgin marbles. The Parthenon marbles. Whatever. Thank you. Uh, there's a lot of other things you could steal from the British Museum that don't belong there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. so, so she can redistribute all of the yeah yeah. That's a good Catwoman arc. I, I just want Batman to, to have thirty minutes in Arkham explaining why he as a Volcel is superior to Riddler as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna. I thought you were gonna go off of. Uh, the British Museum thing, and and, nah. and and Batman was going to argue for the legitimacy of Elgin receiving the marbles. Well, technically, <laughs> it was legal. Um, anyway, happy Greek Independence Day, everyone. I think I'm going to pivot, though, to a, like a... Let's make a new Byzantium, but it's like a hybrid Greek-Turco superpower. What, I think what, I'm going to pivot to this person. What's it going to um, be called? Uh, I don't know. That one Greek academic who died, uh, Kitrikis? K- I don't know. But he was like an advisor to the guy before Erdogan. Oh, mm. I don't remember. And then uh, also the Greek president from the like late 80s. But anyway, he had a thing where he was like, we're going to bring back like a Byzantium Ottoman Empire and we're the Eastern Mediterranean is yeah. going to become this new power pan and it's going to it's going to be a greek turkish unity thing because they're the same people and yeah, uh, like the- and they need to take control like it sort of was an anti-russian thing uh too in its own right so it, it's kind of fun so it's like the turkish kievan rus kind of idea of a unified yeah i mean ethnic honestly people. Look, I say if there weren't holy war type situations and people could get their heads on straight, everybody could have very similar foods. Let's get Egypt in here too. Let's just do it. Let's bring it the entire. I 
But then Israel's over there. Egypt, <laughs> Egypt's a key people. They're different. Uh, the Greco-Egyptian world was a one world for yeah, a long I know. time. I know, but uh, now the, they drink tea and the Greeks drink coffee. There's too much of a divide. I mean, they have coffee. I have yeah, Salha. but the Egyptians love their fucking tea. Now the Lebanese. They'd obviously also be included. Yes, yeah. Lebanese definitely. So we have Greece, Cyprus, Turkey, Lebanon. North Macedonia. They're not included. <laughs> hey, did you hear that game, that soccer game? Italy it, lost it, to North Macedonia. It's like Alexander the Great conquered Rome. Yes, I too saw the classical uh, yeah. memes. <laughs> well, I saw today that... Uh, they posted that on Greek Independence Day. Very... Very offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Germany was playing against Israel today. So I was following that shit show of a... No. Oh, that's so hard for the German fans. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's Who are def- usually, like, you know, because in soccer in Europe, they get to be, like, super... Excited. Yeah, but there's definitely, like, an anti-Deutsch football cl- supporters club in Germany that is, like, going to be annoyingly pro-Israel during that match. Well, that's what I that's what I was saying, was that it's the law in Germany that you got to put the Israeli flag above the German flag. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's just the kind of overcompensation of... Yep. I wonder how that went. 2-0, last I checked, Germany. Yeah, okay. Well, good. Uh, <laughs> um, they're, they're... Do you have any predictions for the next movie other than uh, Catwoman in Italy? Um, no, I, so what I would like, I would s- like to see a second Batman uh, with possibly Catwoman's out of town for it. Because I do believe very strongly that Batman's endgame relationship-wise is with <laughs> Selena Kyle, no matter what. Or they just have like a very complicated open poly thing for for Yeah, a poly... It's either one. Poly um, But I feel like second movie... We have someone new. I mean, we haven't seen a Robin in a while. We haven't seen a Robin in a while. I hope that they just move away from Joker. Well, um, yeah, yeah they, that would be good. If, they, they're not. They they, well, they yeah, had they that scene. Tease Joker at the end. That does not mean and they need also, it. a five minute deleted scene. That thing. is an entire conversation between the Batman and a in Arkham Joker. Mm-hmm. Or you know, it's the Joker, but they, it's not like he says it. Right. And essentially, he goes to him to try to get some insight into what the Riddler could be thinking because... He does mm. the Silence of the Lambs thing with right. Joker. Well, which is, yeah. I mean, just keep him there and maybe give a scene or two. But, but it's a bummer because it's like, I feel like just mining the same Joker territory. Like, he's grotesque. You know what I mean? Like, he's cut or burned in his face that makes too much much of his teeth show and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I want a Batman the Animated Series type Joker if we're going to have a Joker. Oh, yeah. A, a pretty boy gangster. Someone who... Is gross, but like refined and not like a, you know what I mean? Like Heath Ledger did it. Like nobody's going to do that again. It, that was also its own thing as well. Like it was an interesting interpretation, right, but exactly. it's not like, I feel like there's stuff about the, like within the oeuvre of the Joker that could be played with yeah. more interesting. But yeah, I think we've got a, a rogues gallery 
first, I got to see where this penguin show is going to go. But like I said, I'd love to see a Ra's al Ghul, like maybe an actual Arab Ra's al Ghul. Yeah, right? (laughs) None of this Liam Neeson bullshit. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple villains that could be grounded in this universe in interesting ways. I mean, also, I'd love- Bat might. (laughs) Man bat. The Mad Hatter. <laughs> uh, Mr. Mizigobuchlokles. Uh, Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> no, I was going for that Superman villain yeah. who's, uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, let alone backwards, so I hope I never uh, encounter him. But, yeah, like, I just, uh, I feel like the director had mentioned someone, too, that I came across that was an interesting idea. The Council of Owls. Oh, Court, yeah, of Owls. Court of Owls. Wasn't that in the video be, we uh, watched about... Yeah, but that's that guy just thought that that's yeah. what was going to be, <laughs> and it wasn't. But I thought it was something that was mentioned in like an interview, which is where he picked it up from. Kind of and, like, and I mean, I could see it working for this sort of a like an Illuminati of Gotham or the five families of Gotham kind of thing. I mean, yeah, essentially the Court of Owls, to my understanding, are Illuminati. But I'm trying to remember because it wasn't. It was like kind of. It was definitely Mr. Freeze. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he was he saying, did, yeah. Yeah, which I agree with because Mr. Freeze's backstory is, um, which they do really well in uh, Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah, in the cartoon, um, his wife's sick <laughs> and there's an accident. But yes. As usual. As, as usual. But yeah, it's he's attempting to save his wife, essentially, I, which I feel like you could ground uh, that same thing. But... Uh, I keep seeing these interviews where it's like people just remember like Arnold Schwarzenegger's Mr. Freeze. And I mean, like those movies are so pun heavy. Right. Well, that was the so thing that cool. they remember. And that's about. all. Yeah, that's all they remember. And I'm just like. I was uh, thinking a really grounded eco-terrorist. Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. Oh, I would love that. And I, I. As much as I love Uma Thurman, I did not. Yeah, the I mean, the issue with Freeze or Ivy is how much sci-fi bullshit this universe wants to have. I feel like Ivy's easier to ground. Because exactly. it's more believable that someone could be like super smart plant medicine poison person. Yeah, and it yeah. could be it could be one of those Yeah, I just, guess she doesn't need to control plants. Yeah, or, I mean that's kind of too like the uh just they like, lean into that a lot in the animated right, Harley yeah. Quinn. Just like the Redditor kind of thing, you could have like a crystal mommy who's just r- radicalized by climate change. Mm. And wants to do something, but yeah. feels like the government uh, isn't doing enough. Yeah, then I'll have all these feelings. Because, like, I feel like Poison Ivy isn't crazy. <laughs> She's just has no problem killing well, people. Okay, this movie is for the dudes to say that the villain was right, and the next movie will be for the ladies to say <laughs> the villain was right. Yeah, I just wouldn't want her to be like a, like a goop gone crazy necessarily because I don't right. think I feel like no, I feel I, like a, a downtrodden scientist in a Theranos like lab perhaps is a more appealing situation, but I am watching the dropout. Just like all those Schumacher bad guys are so cartoonish that having the contrast with a down-to-earth bad guy, Scarecrow might be cool too? Or is that 
too overdone. I don't feel like it's overdone. I mean, I really feel like the old animated series had so many great explorations of characters that, like, that's not a bad place to sort of... uh, To sort of draw from. Killer Croc. Killer Croc would be <laughs> Killer Croc would be interesting. I don't know if they even have a plan for how the Batman's universe sort of has anything to do with the extended DC universe. Like I, it's unclear. Because the Batman that showed up in the other DC Universe movies is the Ben Affleck Batman, who I have never seen, despite my support of Ben Affleck as Jennifer Lopez's boyfriend. So, uh, (laughs) I have not seen either Batman versus Superman. Oh, I did see the Justice League, but only the Snyder Cut in an interesting choice. Uh, And I saw both Wonder Woman movies, and there is reference to... Bruce, because mm. of course Diana knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman, but I don't know how she knows that and whether it maybe they tell you in a Batman versus Superman. I don't know. Um, you have not seen either Wonder Woman movie. The second one is a real terrible fucking shit show, but the first one's not bad. It's really in terms of like. Service to the character, etc. But there's some villains in the Wonder Woman universe that sort of also show up in Gotham in the comic books. Mm. And uh, that second Wonder Woman movie ruined the cheetah, which is somebody who, wouldn't you know it, sometimes comes into conflict with Catwoman here and there. So, um, but they ruined it. Even though it was Kristen Wiig playing her. Yeah, I could see them wanting to just yeah, segregate this universe of Batman uh, for the time being. Yeah, and this. I mean, I think it's... I mean, it took so long to get a Wonder Woman on screen, and then it's Gal Gadot, and then we have to deal with the fact that it's fucking Gal Gadot <laughs> on top of all the other bullshit around mm-hmm. whatever. And it sucks because it feels like, oh, we don't get infinite chances <laughs> at seeing this character, mm-hmm. right? Like, like, we know for sure we'll see another Superman, or we'll see it, whatever, but... You know, and also, I don't know what's going on over there on the CW still these days, but they've got a whole chunk of a DC universe <laughs> unto themselves. Uh, CW? Flashverse, yeah. baby. Yeah, uh, yeah, they got the Flashverse. Um, who He's getting a movie. Uh, or is it, are they two different Flashes? I have yeah, no fucking clue. Yeah, they is, probably uh, are. Snyder, I know there's a Snyder Cut, Justice League Flash. Uh, maybe it's that one who gets the movie. Yeah. I, but there is a Supergirl and a Batwoman, and there was, of course, uh, young Bruce on Gotham. I think there's even a uh, Alfred before he was the butler. Uh, he was, like, in Burma. In Bur- <laughs> I'm in Burma. <laughs> Burning down forests. Yeah. So, yeah, there's, like, I've heard that there's, like, a somewhat good burgeoning Teen Titans situation that might happen, but... Yeah, it's it's just a weird overall, of course, it would get compared to how Marvel is. And before the Marvel movies just like took over well, as the mainstream, etc., yeah, it was uh, very cool that they would even consider doing this sort of united right. cinematic no, no, universe. It will be funny if at a certain point... Uh, DC just like Crisis of Infinite Earths, they're different like movie and television show properties and just puts them all together that way 
and now we have like Flashverse and Peacemaker and yeah uh, unfortunately um, that uh, is essentially what Marvel has done in the most recent well, <laughs> Spider-Man. Spider-Man yeah yeah but yeah. with the Doctor Strange like and the multiverse like not to whatever but that has connected it as a united multiverse yeah, yeah. where infinite versions of each character essentially exist and are known in the so, same way. Sony X-Men and... Yes, yeah, that is also what's going to happen. Um, they're also going to bridge Venom and etc. I mean, like, all the qualms and etc. people have, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and some of the Marvel movies are, guess what, guys? Quite boring uh, <laughs> for superhero movies. But I do find the choice to go for it in this way pretty interesting and it's pretty much because eventually someone who was actually a comic book fan became one of these executives who gets to make these fucking decisions who isn't a creative and that's like what's sort of watershed led to I just I just want to see the press Bruce Wayne from the new Batman with James Woods being racist <laughs> <laughs> Wait, didn't DC have another really good movie that came out recently? I mean, I was saying that I enjoyed the Suicide Squad to you recently, so you could just be thinking of that. Yeah, the Suicide Squad, uh, which Peter Gunn did, and he's also responsible for the Peacemaker show. James Gunn. James Gunn. Is he Peter Gunn? <laughs> was, Peter I, Gunn you, is you, a... You said it with such confidence that even though this is something that I... Absolutely no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was very concerned. That I, I was I, now like, I have to do a mock up of the rapper Peter Guns uh, <laughs> uh, directing, um, you know, Jared Leto's. Uh, <laughs> which that didn't even happen. He was in the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I, I was telling you that I, I very much enjoyed The Suicide Squad and that if you are bored and The Suicide Squad is available to you, you should watch it because it's fun and enjoyable. I don't know what they'll do next, but I'm excited. And I hope this maybe could also lead to Catwoman standalone movie. And like I said, When in Rome would be a really good one for her to cat burgle around. Mm. You know what, though? Here's a, here's a problem. When in Rome, guess who's also there? The Riddler. Mm. In the comics, he falls in love with her. No, no, no. He's like completely manipulating her. He like acts like he wants to help her figure out if Falcone is her is her father, but really he's luring her somewhere for some other thing he's involved in. <laughs> All right. All right. See Something in the way. Ooh. <laughs> 